All right, everybody, welcome to the Monday episode of Locked on Avalanche. On today's episode, Nathan McKinnon left out of the Hart nominees. Are we upset about that? JT Comfort gets his season grade. And with the remaining teams in the Stanley Cup playoffs, what can the NHL push for these teams and make the Stanley Cup exciting? It's always exciting, but what individual players can they push to get to the masses? New episode of Locked on Avalanche starting right now. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. And uh, happy belated Mother's Day to all of those uh, mothers who are tuning in as well. Very much appreciated there. Uh, all right, sir. Yeah, we're going to get to JT Comfer season grade uh, in the next segment. And then, like I said in the opening, uh, where, where the, where's the NHL going with these teams? Are, can they drum up excitement with the teams that are left? And we'll also talk about this start time for this game seven. Why do we continue to do this? I, like, I'm curious, like if oh, they can rig the draft, yeah. why can't they rig better teams oh and start times? It, it just does not make sense at all. Mm. We'll get to that in a little bit. We're going to start with the Avalanche, obviously. And uh, over the weekend, right before the weekend, they announced the three finalists for the Hart Trophy. And Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen, if you want to throw Miko Rantanen in there, please feel free to do so. Uh, not among the three finalists. Uh, they were obviously Connor McDavid, kind of obviously David Pasternak, and maybe a little bit of, I guess maybe the one surprising one uh, is, is Matthew Kachuk from the Florida Panthers. We said a week ago, or maybe a little bit longer than that, I mean, if you, it, the bias in us would say like, yeah, Nathan McKinnon deserves to be a finalist. But I, I remember saying at the time, there's a good problem that the NHL has is that there's so many good players in the league and so many players this year that had good seasons that you can make the argument for. So that's why I feel like they should do more than three for this for this very reason. I'm not as upset that Nathan McKinnon or Miko Rantanen is not in the finals as I am with Jared Bednar not being in the Jack Adams. Uh, but I still think like Nathan McKinnon definitely – is one of those guys that you can make that argument that he should be at least a finalist, knowing that he's not going to win it because it's Connor McDavid's all day. Yeah, and I think Matthew Kachuk being up there is just one of those, you know, feel-good stories. Like, wow, Matthew Kachuk, get the conversation going. And I agree with you. It should be more than just three because Nathan McKinnon should be there. Jack Hughes should be there. There's a lot of names that should be in that third spot. And Nathan McKinnon getting the snub. Yes, I mean, we're we're – crying over spilt milk here like it's Connor mcdavid's award right he's gonna get all the accolades this is his league we just exist in it and um i mean this is nathan mckinnon's one of his it's a career year for him um for him to get snubbed it's understandable but man 
then now we're going to be playing all off season. Did he not have a better year than Matthew Kachuk? Like yeah, let's 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 fight right. for bronze medal here. Yeah, right. Exactly, and, and that's probably where it's gonna go. McDavid. I think the only question is: Is McDavid unanimous? Right. Like he's mm. going to win it, but is it going to be unanimous? It probably should be, and it's likely David Pasternak in number two. And this is yeah, like you said, like this is fighting for third place. But it's just one of those things where like you, you being in the final three is an achievement. Yeah. And I think for this season that that McDay, um, excuse me, uh, McKinnon had, you would have liked to see him get that that noticed in that way. And it's funny, man, like when the when these uh, when the announcement came out and it was on the NHL's Twitter page and they had the graphic up, you go through that that thread and people are upset. Pick your fan base. And they can throw in a player that on their team that they feel should be, and that that's why I just feel like it should be more than three because there were so many guys, and you named a couple of them. I saw a lot of uh, Jason Robertson should have been in there. Um, There's so many, there's so many. So I'm not, I don't want to sit here and just be say like, oh, they they snubbed our guy. I wouldn't even really call it a snub because you can have so many guys, but. for this one it would have just been one of those nice things to have to to be recognized as a final three where the jared bednar one even with that that's kind of that's gonna be won by montgomery for for boston but i would go to bat more for jared bednar and say like these are the reasons why he should win the jack adams yeah why he should win it not just be nominated and for Nathan McKinnon, I can't go that far to say, like, here's the reasons why he should win it. But here's the reasons why he should be nominated. And, you know, I I'm, I keep circling back to your point you made earlier about having just a top three. I, I Honestly, there's 32 teams in the league. 32 mm-hmm. representatives, even like Philly, could say, hey, he was pivotal to us <laughs> making it through the season. Right. Like why not expand it to a top five? And we'll talk about it in the last segment. Like what can NHL push right now? Like with it being such a foregone conclusion that it's Connor McDavid's award, the conversation for four and five would be interesting right about now. Yeah, Right. To really heat up like social media and really get people talking about the league because just, yes, there's a, it's top heavy when it comes to stars and there's a lot more, Stars in the NHL now, and it's a good thing. But mm-hmm. you also have Connor McDavid up there, and that it's going to be year in, year out. Connor McDavid's award, unless something drastically terrible happens to Connor McDavid, it's year in, year out. Connor McDavid. So you want to have that conversation for, well, yeah, Nathan McKinnon. This is the most amount of games Nathan McKinnon has played since 2018. So he. So and to that point, I kind of feel like that's why he's left out here. Uh, is the games played. Mm-hmm. Um, he only had 71, but he had 111 points. Matthew Kachuk played in 79 games and had 109. Mm. So eight less games for Nathan McKinnon, but two more points. That's pretty impressive, if you ask me. For for Connor McDavid, played all 82 games, 153 points. That's just, you know, you don't see that a lot anymore. And then with Pasternak, 82 games, 113 points. 
So he played in 11 less games than Pasternak and was two points behind him. Uh, and, and again, we're ignoring Nico Rantanen right now. Yeah. And, and I, I think, you know, he, he had the best season of his career and could be in the argument as much as as Matthew Kachuk is. So it, it's a it's an interesting kind of dynamic why they went with with uh, Kachuk for, for the third nominee here. I, I, I'm, and if you even want to ignore Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen, like we've been saying, I think there's other guys who are right up there with him. So I want to see the voting and how close it is be- between third and fourth, fifth, sixth. You yes. know what I mean? Like how close is that? Because first is going to be foregone gone conclusion. Second is going to be a foregone conclusion. And those three, four, and five, maybe even six, that's going to be really, really tight to who got that third nomination. I am willing to bet it's Matthew Kachuk by a point or two over the next two or three guys. And that's how he got into the third. Yeah, and I am I wonder where Austin Matthews falls in things because we haven't brought his name up yet. But, I mean, he's one of the yeah. big sexy names that everybody loves to bring up it's every name year. recognition, yeah. Yeah. So uh, what did he have? Let me look up. Keep talking about him, but I'll look up his. Uh, it's uh, yeah. He's he's one of those rock star names, and Nathan yeah. McKinnon usually falls into that big three when it comes to yeah. incredible players that are in the league right now. And to not see him up there is also surprising. So Matthews, I mean, he didn't match his totals from last year at all. Yeah. Um, Seventy four games played, eighty five points, and that's sure. compared to last year's one hundred and six. Yeah. So he dropped off 21 points. So in and he played in last year, that 106 point season, he played in 73. So he played in one less game than he did this year. Uh and last year in that one less game, he still had 21 more points. And when you get 60 goals in a season like he did last year, like you're <laughs> you're gonna be in a good spot. Yeah. So um, but you know, I, I don't think he was gonna be in it for this year because he he had a big drop off. The name recognition can only carry you so far, and when you have so many guys that are are, are you know more up for it than you were this year, I didn't I didn't think he was going to be really in that mix. Yeah, that's why I want I want to see that three, four, five, six, how the voting plays out. I want to see where he lands because it's the big name that everybody talks about, and he's a leaf, so he automatically gets bonus points. Oh, and Chris is frozen. Um, and. No, but to have Nathan McKinnon on the outside, I wonder how true that is, and I wonder when it when voting is tallied, what that really, what that means for Nathan McKinnon, and what that means for him going forward. Mm. And if you see the name of Pasternak or Matthews up there next year, it's going to change year to year. I mean, like you said earlier, I think you know McDavid's always going to be in that mix, but those other two guys. I think you're going to see a lot of, you know, in and out of who those other two guys are going to be uh, year after year because the league has a lot of stars and, and even up, up and coming stars um, that we haven't seen yet. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how those names fluctuate in and out year to year for those other two spots. So it is what it is. And uh, we, we move on. Like we always do. So first, we are going to hear from who do we have here? We got uh, our athletic greens that we are going to hear from, and then we're going to get into JT Comfer and his grade from last season. 
All right, but first, we have Athletic Greens, and Kyle and I have been talking about this for quite some time now. And you got you still got the can near you? or It's right there. Johnny on the spot. It's usually under my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if you're wondering what this stuff is, you just put one scoop of AG1 in, you, in a glass of water, and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, your focus, even your aging, all the things that are important to you and it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or even gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugar. So there's no GMOs, any nasty, there's no nasty chemical or artificial taste or anything disgusting. Uh, it's, you're dressing it up. It looks it looks good with the shades. It's it's seeing everybody. Yes, and it'll cost you less than $3 a day. And when you're investing in your health, what could be better than that? And it's cheaper than your cold brew and coffee habit. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five, five tr free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Once again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. You do that so well. I'm going to send an email to Drew Carey. I'm going to be a price is right. Price baby. is right is calling my man. Um, all right. So next up for his season grade, we do this alphabetically um, and you can vote whether you are on Twitter, on Instagram, or even on YouTube on our community tab. Uh, we put the poll up on all three of those socials. So if you want to vote in one or all three, if you want to skew the voting for, for a couple extra votes, feel free. Um, so we put these up and you're on, uh, along with Kyle and I, obviously our, our individual grades. So let's put them up on the screen right now. If you are watching on YouTube, there they are. If you're not, I mean, this is across the board, except for me again, I feel yeah. like I'm the one who's kind of like the, the voice of opposition here. Um, but it's bees across the board on YouTube. Uh, you have 53% B. Twitter was 59%. Instagram was 57%. Uh, you also gave a flat B. And I went with an A- minus for JT Comfer. So how'd you come to a B, sir? You know, I was I was kind of right there with you. I was hovering around A-, minus, just mm -hmm. flat A for a little while. And then I was getting ready to send you in my grade. Mm -hmm. And then I had an epiphany, a bolt of lightning out of the blue. Oh. Oh, man. I said, my Lord, it's a contract year. What am I doing? Oh, man, you're going to use that against him? Well, I, <laughs> as a recovering Nazem Kadri stan yeah. that would sing over the moon for Nazem Kadri last year and say, yeah. oh, but he does this, 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 but we let him walk right out the door. Not so fast, my friend. JT Comfer, I see your numbers. I see your what you're doing, but I also see you need a contract. Mm -hmm. and i'm right. wise to what you're doing here 
And you go back and you look at JT Comfer through the years, like, yes, this is a great year for JT Comfer, but this is not like the status quo. Like great. It's, it's great that you are doing this now, but why is it because the team needed you or you needed to show that you can? Um, maybe a little bit of both could be a little bit of both. And, and I can't, grade him based on seasons past you can take that into the equation um but you kind of like for me again i'll say like what was the expectation and did they exceed it and for me jt confer exceeded that expectation um you know the the stats there on the screen for for his his season stats and these are including the playoffs 54 points now Prior to the playoffs, he had 52 points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he did not have a good playoff. And if you read the comments um, that are up on, on all three of the social medias, that's where people are dinging him hard. Uh, so many people are saying, you know, B for the regular season, maybe even some A. A lot of people are, are giving that like dual vote in the comments saying this is what I give him for regular season and it's either an a or b and almost everybody's like f for the postseason and i get that he did not have a good postseason but i can give you a laundry list of the avalanche who did not have a good postseason so it wasn't solely his fault that the avalanche didn't do it did you and i mean you wanted him to continue what he was doing in the regular season because we always for as long as we've been doing the show we look forward to postseason JT Conference. That's where he steps his game up. So you had, I mean, you were expecting following a good season to continue that in the playoffs. And it was the opposite. This was an opposite year for JT Conference. It was a, a great regular season for him, followed by subpar postseason when the opposite has always been true for him, where it's kind of like a subpar regular season. And then he steps it up in the postseason. Yeah, it was it, just odd for that to happen to him. And for all the everydayers that listen in and out, we always when we always talked about JT Comfer in the regular season, we always said, "But wait, playoff JT Comfer is right around the corner." And then it turned into that moment, like when Geraldo like opened up that vault and it was nothing. Mm-hmm. That's what this felt like. Like, there's no playoff JT Comfer this year. Like, what happened? And you're wanting that, especially after like this surge in production that he had in the regular season you're like oh i can't wait to see what he turned when he flips that extra switch that he always does in the playoffs it wasn't there so i understand like kind of grading him for that Mm -hmm. but when we're talking about the first segment nathan mckinnon miko ranted it with 100 plus points and then we're looking at jt comfer with like 54 and we were like trying to sing the praises of guys with 30 point seasons like mm-hmm. with such an injury depleted team you want a little bit more out of them. yeah yeah i get it and you had uh, you know some of these comments here's uh from at nhl jeremy says c can't have that regular season then ghost in the playoffs when they needed someone else to score um evan I think it's Zobak, Zobak. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. B for the regular season, F for the playoffs. You, you got that a few times. Here's one from M. Rich Boxing. Says Miko made him look better than he did. C uh, did nothing without Miko. 
I don't agree with that. I'm rich. Uh, there was, you know, Miko played on the line with Nathan McKinnon most of the time. JT Confer didn't play on a line with Miko all that much. Um, maybe towards the end of the regular season into the playoffs, yes, because that's when Jared Bednar split them, split up Nathan McKinnon and Miko. Um, it's uh, a fascinating point. I mean, he did, yeah, but I, I, he stepped his game up this year. You can't deny that. He no, stepped he his game up. Um, another one, Greg uh, Greg Broncos said he was a ghost in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> you can't spell playoff without F. <laughs> Two Fs. Uh, I love this name. Mateo Potato is his uh, oh, I love Twitter, I love Twitter handle. B for the regular season, but man, did he drop off in the playoffs. Um, where there was another one. Uh, I think it might have been on on uh, YouTube. Um, Peter Pumpkin Eater. He's a nice complimentary guy. Handled the extra workload like a pro. He did. He, he, he needed. He did, he did have more of a workload and and. Yeah. Um, let's see. Good regular season, but disappointed in the playoffs. JT is a key contributor in secondary scoring, but still has room to improve. That's from Duncan Mathers, 76. Um, Andrew Ruggiero, 1735. Good, but not great and not bad. Almost like his playoff run. So you, you get if he didn't have such a dreadful playoff, you'd be seeing... Yeah. probably more B and, and the numbers, the percentages for B probably would be a little bit lower. You might have an A sprinkled in there somewhere, but I think it's the lasting memory of this season. And with JT Conver, it's what have you done for me lately? And in the playoffs, it was nothing. So that's going to kind of really ding his grade a lot. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Like nobody's talking about us winning the central. We're all talking about losing to Seattle. That's the most mm. recent thing. And it's nice that you had a great regular season, but we needed you in the playoffs and you just weren't there. Yep. Yep. So, but in that, now we go into the off season and we see where, where he goes. I, I don't expect him back. I really don't. I think he had that, you know, he, he had a good season in his contract year. The, the unrestricted free agent market, especially for centers is thin. So he might get, uh, overpaid by somebody who really needs what they think is going to solve their secondary scoring line. And and I got news for you. It's probably not. <laughs> and I just don't see JT Confer coming back because I think he's going to want too much. And I don't think the Avalanche can match what another team out there is going to have. So we might have seen the last of JT Confer in an Avs uniform. Minnesota. You like to think that a lot of Avalanche players go to Minnesota. In, in free agency i don't i don't see that happening i don't know that's, that's I, I it's tough for me to predict the team the where he's going to go right now let me let me think about that i'll get back to you on it um but i got to think about like what who, who needs what out there maybe minnesota you never know you never know they're familiar with them that's for they sure are. So. <laughs> all right uh so that's jt Confer's grade um I don't, let me see if I can bring this up quick. See who's up for the next one. Who, if, if you want to guess off the top of your head, if you think you know JT who the Confer, Con, we did Concliano Confer. Well, we have Lars Eller. I don't know if I should throw him in there or not. He had such a small sample size. That's what I mean. Like these guys that get like trade deadline stuff. I don't know if we we want to put them in or not. If we go foodie next. No, no. 
I don't know. I, I, I let me think about that. If I want to put uh... that, would default us to Sam Gerard, wouldn't it? Um. So you have. Well, then it'd be Pavel Francos. No, Georgiev is oh. before Gerard. Ooh. So if we skip over Eller and we skip over Francos, we would be going to Georgiev. So it's either Eller or Georgiev. If I feel like I want to do Eller first, I'll throw him up there. Let us know if we should yeah, talk about so Frankie tough. or Eller. And I just know. I just know if I put that up, there's going to be so many comments of like, oh, there's not enough sample size. Can't give him a grade. Incomplete. 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 So we might just skip over to Georgiev. So, um, all right. Let's hear from game time, and then we'll get into what's left in the NHL playoffs. And buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful, and game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all these sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the ticket purchasing and start getting hyped for the fun that you are about to have. And what are some of the things that we love about the Game Time app? Well, they have flash deals and last minute on last minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Images of the seat view, which is Kyle and I's favorite feature that they have. Lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, even job loss protection. So download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Your first purchase. Terms do apply. So once again, create an account and redeem the code locked on NHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. So uh Kyle and I record obviously the day before that the episode is officially released. And uh we <laughs> I, I still watch, like even when the Avalanche are not in the playoffs, I'm still going to watch it, right? Still the best sport out there with the best playoffs. I still watch it, not as intently, um, but I still have it on. And Game 7, right? So excited mm-hmm. for a Game 7. And it's it's between, you know, a, a, a divisional rival and the team that beat the Avalanche in round one. So you kind of want to – you have some some viewing interest there. And then I look at the start time for, and it's 10 o'clock Eastern. So it'd be eight mountain time. And then I, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe they have to be competing with the NBA. So I flipped over in my, uh, my sports app that like my, where I, you know, all the scores are and that 76 or Celtics game is over. And it's like four o'clock, I think when it was over. And I'm like, what are we doing here? Why are we putting a game seven that starts at 10 o'clock on the East Coast? Don't tell me East Coast people don't. And that's the only game you have on, by the way. That's it. They would tune in. Just Hockey fans would tune in for that simply because it's hockey. And you're, you're eliminating an entire coast. Make this make sense to me, dude. What has NHL scheduling ever made sense? It doesn't. It that 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 is the dumbest decision they can make with scheduling. The dumbest. It, that makes and, zero sense to me. And the Avs and um, the Avs and cracking game seven. It was there was only two. I'm games sorry, of, I had the whole game wrong. It's it's uh, it's, uh, it's uh, the Edmonton Edmonton, it's Edmonton Vegas. Vegas. Yes, yes. But it's still 
you're, it's your only game on. Like even the Avs, that's what I was bringing up. Like there was only two games on, and they still schedule it in such a way where puck drop had to be delayed for the Avs and Kraken game. Like you could, there's. Can you not schedule your games to where you're not in fear of the competition? You're not competing. You're not competing with NASCAR. Like mm-hmm. let's let's drop the puck on Edmonton Vegas. <laughs> like mm-hmm. what are we worried about here? And why are you scheduling it so late? And like to Chris's point, like with eliminating a coast, look at the playoff teams that are remaining. What right. fan bases are you playing to? The big dogs are out. There's no Toronto. There's no Boston. There's no Tampa Bay. There's no Colorado. Right. You're playing like you have Carolina. You have Florida. You have so, Seattle, Dallas, Edmonton, Vegas. These are not known as like the big, big fan bases that drive the league. So how are you trying to get everybody else back into this? that are licking their wounds at home. So it's a good point. And, and because I was a day ahead of myself and I had the wrong game, I think this makes it even worse that it's Vegas and Edmonton starting at 10 o'clock because you have more star power in that game than you do for the game on Monday night, which is this game seven between Seattle and Dallas, which that starts at eight o'clock Eastern time. So that's six o'clock mountain time. So that's that's a little bit better, right? Like you're going to have more people tuning into that game. That's on a Monday night. Why would you start a Sunday night game when the East Coast is going to bed at that start time to prepare? You know, you, you got the work week starting back up and there's nothing on you. You had a freebie. You had a freebie to tune in. And, and, and start this game at the game time that you're going to start on Monday. And you have people, you mean to tell me if you had an eight o'clock start time on Sunday, that's between Vegas and Edmonton, people aren't going to be like, I know Connor McDavid plays for Edmonton. Let me check that out. And everybody knows and the pomp and circumstance around Vegas and what they put on. Right. So, you know, and Vegas has, they have, you know, some, some star power on there. People know who Jack Eichel is, right? So you, they would tune in for that. So it, it continues to be baffling to me on, on how that this scheduling goes for the NHL and, and the playoffs and really all season. It, it, it makes no rhyme or reason. There's no, it makes no sense. And it's like, like we're at, like we're hockey fans. We, we get it. Like the NHL playoffs is honestly the best playoff form you can get in sports why is the NHL not proud of it where they're not slapping this Edmonton Vegas game on at noon in the mountain? Like, sit down with your friends, have lunch, enjoy this game. Like, make this Seattle-Dallas game seven a little bit earlier. Make this an event. Yep. Actually yep. get to see the end of the game. Because like you're not drumming up any excitement for the Stanley Cup final. No. Because if you played these games earlier... And people would just tune in because there's nothing else on, and it's a sporting event, and it's the playoffs, and hey, it's the greatest player on the planet with Connor McDavid, and he eventually makes it to the Stanley Cup final. You're gonna get that those people who who will just watch it because they've seen him already play a couple games because you allowed them to watch that game. And now, like when you get if he makes it to the final, you're just getting your 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 built-in audience who are gonna watch that. 
and I, who knows what time they're going to have these Stanley Cup final games start. Man, they, they got to correct that because like what like what's your what's for what's left? What's the best matchup? What do you think the best matchup is for? for I mean, and you have, you know, you got Florida and Carolina on the east who are going, you know, that's the Eastern Conference final. That might be a ratings. You could say it's a disaster. Dive. It might be a ratings dive. I mean, they have good players. Mm-hmm. Both teams. Have, and, and, you know, we were just talking about Matthew Kachuk, who's, who's a heart finalist. And Carolina does have good players on that team. But guys like Nishis, like who's a, re- a fantastic player, he's not a household name. What What if you have Dallas, Vegas, Carolina, and Florida as your conference finals? That's mm-hmm. three of the four teams from the South. And as born and raised in alabama that's great mm. for me but yeah like that's not going to get ratings nobody's going like your hockey yeah like the hardcore hockey fans are going to kind of resent that i think your best chance your, your best ratings with what's left is edmonton carolina i think your worst ratings with what's le- left is probably seattle and um probably florida and that's not to say like florida, like i said florida has some some players that you know are i always go back to kachuk but they have yeah. they have some really you know excellent players on that team what was the 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 talking point during all of the seattle matchup with the avalanche is their depth they don't have those household names they just have great players or, or consistent players from top to bottom that's a tough sell to people like there's no name that grabs you on seattle so if it's if it's seattle and and florida i that that's going to be a tough sell to the public i think i you know i think dallas florida might be even harder sell. could be well i I mean i think seattle with the colors alone and it's like new and it's still (laughs) fresh that's what you push yeah that's what you push it's like the new team like look at this this is entertaining right dallas florida if you saw that was the Stanley Cup final and you've been checked out for a little bit, you're going to be like, okay, never mind. I'll just... But Dallas is a pretty big market. So I think just on that alone, there might be some interest. There might be some interest, maybe a little bit more, but that would be a tough. If the NHL wants the ratings, Edmonton has got to get in. They do. They do. <laughs> is and, and, is and, this and, why every game is at 10 o'clock? Yeah. Uh, They're I embarrassed. Uh, they didn't rig it right. Well, uh, we'll see. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, We thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciate it. Let us know in the comments what you think on everything that we've been talking about here today. Um, All right, we'll be back tomorrow with anything new going on with the Avalanche and anything all around the NHL and the playoffs. Uh, So that'll be wrap it up for today. Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan joins me. I'm Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. See you guys. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.